0: From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's LaTown. See, I talk about the things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? (laughs) Be careful. Now you tell me, you want those pretty lies, or you ready for the ugly truth? Let's get it. This is Robert Littell from BlackSportsOnline.com and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. I did a podcast before the trade deadline, so I got to do a podcast after the trade deadline. But we're not going to be talking about trades. We're going to be talking about two topics. But I think it's very important that you really need to understand the truth about them the first one is LeVar Ball yes LeVar Ball is back you've seen him on TV radio I think he did some podcasts I think he did a Skype session he's back people are like wow he's back and you know when LeVar is back he's not going to just be talking normal, he's going to be LeVar Ball. But that's not really the issue here. This is not the ugly truth that I want to talk to you about. I'm going to talk to you about some things that maybe you don't know about Lavar Ball, the media, the Lakers, and other assorted things. First off, if you want to know why LeVar Ball has been so quiet lately, after he criticized Luke Walton last year, the Lakers basically gave him an ultimatum. Be quiet or we're going to trade Lonzo. And because Lonzo and being in LA is important to the big baller brand, LeVar said, "Okay, I, you know, I won't say anything. I concentrate on LaMelo, LeAngelo, and, you know, I won't say much about the Lakers and, and Lonzo. I keep producing this, this water. <laughs> they got the big baller brand waters, too. I think it's $2.99, one99 I might pick it up just because. Not a big fan of spending a lot of money on bottled water, even though I do have a thing for Fiji. I like the smart water too. But if I'm getting the big case, I'm, I'm getting, you know, whatever the cheapest they got. Except, um, not like Aquafina, but the Sonia, I don't like the Sonia. Now, with that being said, the, that's the reason that he wasn't talking. So you're wondering why, why is he talking now? Well, it's, it's fairly simple. Once, the Lakers actively put out there that they were, you know, would trade Lonzo for, you know, Anthony Davis. that had broke the agreement. The agreement was no talking, no trade. Well, if you're going to trade him anyway, why am I not talking? And that's why he's back on the circuit now. For months, people have been saying. Where's LeVar Ball? Media who pretend that they don't like LeVar Ball couldn't wait for LeVar Ball to start talking again. And the reason is simple. He's good for ratings. He's good for headlines. He's good for ESPN and SI and the athletic, BSL. You got a website, LeVar Ball is good for you. You got, a, you know, you, what is it, Hoops, Hoops hoops Hype and, you know, uh, all of the the basketball, Dime Magazine, all the basketball sites. LeVar Ball is good for business because LeVar Ball is half, oh, I shouldn't, I don't know, what, 33.3% dad, 33.3% Insider, 33.3% WWE character. That's what you want from someone that's giving interviews. And you wonder why someone like LeVarkin can, with a straight face, says Lonzo is better than LeBron James. It's not so much that he honestly believes that that's true. It's that he's a father and especially sometimes the black father, you just you don't say another man is better than your kids. You don't say that. Especially not in public. You're supposed to say, you know, your kids are the best. And it's not like you know, getting to the NBA is an easy thing. Playing at that high level. So, for Lonzo to even be in the NBA, that's saying a lot about LeVar. LeVar does get a bad rap for certain things, and I don't always agree with everything that, that LeVar says. But when people say that he's a bad parent, I think that's a little too far. In the sense that, you know, this is someone like I always say before, uh, you know, there was Lonzo Ball, Los Angeles Lakers. You know, somebody was putting food on that table before Lonzo was making a dime. Somebody was paying their mortgage. Someone was buying those cars. Someone was getting those clothes. This man's been married. To, you know. Has three kids. They're all intelligent. Yeah, they had their ups and downs. We know what happened with LeAngelo. Maybe pulling Melo out of high school and taking him to Lithuania wasn't the best idea. But you can't really challenge the mad fatherhood. Especially, I'm not particularly fond of white people questioning uh, a guy that's raised three sons, one in the NBA, one likely to be in the NBA. And another one that was, you know, pretty solid. Now, I will tell you this. There are fathers and brothers and cousins and hanger-ons that are similar to LeVar in the influence that they have on the players. You've seen it from Derek Rose to Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, LeBron has an inner circle. He's the head of it, but it's still an inner circle. Um, Kevin Durant has a lot of people in their ear. You know, I'm pretty sure Steph Curry leaned a lot on his father, Dale, who played in the NBA. They just don't have the marketing. Aspect of it all, the business aspect of it all. I remember when Liangelo had more Instagram followers than the entire pack. Was it the pack 12 now? I still like to call it the pack 10. So this is all marketing and promotion from LeVar. If war goes on a show and says rational things, then eh, maybe we don't we're not talking about it. Maybe I'm not doing the podcast about it right now. That's the allure of the big baller brand. And they're always kind of doing things outside the box. And frankly, you know, I, I find it interesting that there seems to always be a What's the, what's the phrase that I'm looking for? Well, let me just put it bluntly. When a white man does things outside of the box, people really hope that it succeeds. They really try to get behind it. They call it, they call it innovating and risk-taking and all of that stuff. When a black man does it, they want him to fall in line and just do what everybody else does. If it's business-wise. It's almost like they're hoping for them to fail. Is it because they're scared of black entrepreneurs? I don't know. And sometimes it's our own people that feel like that. I can attest to that. You know, I see what's going on in the industry. You know, no one gets on Coed.com or Busted Coverage for doing, you know, similar, if not more over the top stories the BSO. I know they don't do as much actual live coverage and social justice type of stuff. Nobody really bothers them. Bro Bible, nobody bothers them. And that's not knocking them I have nothing against them. But I'm just saying. I carry a a bigger weight on my back just part of being a black entrepreneur. And I think some of the things that LeVar has done has been very innovative. And you've seen people try to emulate it, you know, the JBA or the JBL. JBL or JBA? I forget. But you see, other, you see, you know, now the NCAA and the NBA want to work together. You know, people creating their own brands, own shoes, own clothing, own logos. I think you're going to see more of that because of LeVar. It's just. The loud black man is always going to get some pushback. Is always going to get some pushback. The loud black man. If LeVar was doing exactly what he was doing, but, you know, he didn't talk, they would prefer that. see. I like him. I think that he gets uh, a bad rap. As far as if he's hurting Lonzo, I think most athletes, especially in the NBA, all have a lot of family members like LeVar. So they take it with a grain of salt. I think Lonzo's personality is so different that I don't think it causes any friction. In reality, If you ask anybody that's ever played with Lonzo, anybody, any coach that ever coached Lonzo, they have wonderful things to say about him. He's always always been well-liked. He's not selfish. He's not boisterous. He's for the team. So this is not like the NFL where they can just blackball you. I think he showed enough skills that maybe he's not an all-star, Maybe he's not all NBA, but he's still so young, and he has a skill set that can make him last in the NBA for a very long time. A plus defender gets everybody involved. You know, the shooting is just bad. But he's not a bad player. I mean, he's not Markel Fultz. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not saying Markel can't, you know, change things if he gets healthy and he's not with the magic, but, I mean, there, you know, if, if you had to take your choice, you know, you would take Lodge. Now, does he turn out more than kind of a journeyman? Who knows? But I don't think anything LeVar is saying is going to dictate or cause an issue, you know, for him. Maybe more of annoyance that you have to answer the questions about it, if you're Luke Walden, if you're Magic Johnson. And I do think maybe in the long run, Lonzo in a different market, a smaller market, where he can, his skill set could be more utilized, because it's just very difficult with Rondo and LeBron there. And I think he would be better. But that's the truth about LeVar Ball. You know, and the stuff that he's saying, once you get through all of the, 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 the fluff and the WWE stuff is not stuff that you haven't heard from anybody else. There's a lot of people within the NBA uh, media that wonder about Luke Walton. Be his rotations, how he handles players, if the players will actually respect them. That's not an unusual take. That the team is better when Lonzo is on the court. That's not an unusual take. That Magic, maybe a little bit, is not a good GM. That's not an unusual take. That there are some power structure issues between Jenny, Magic, Rob, not my Rob, not me Rob, Rob Pelika. That's not an unusual take. It's just... It's one of those things where it's the messenger, you know, sometimes makes people not listen to the message. So I'm glad LeVar is back. Things are more interesting when he is. And some people don't like it, some people not going to like it. But you can never question his belief and his love for his sons. And in the end, that's the most important thing. Now, let's talk about the truth about Kevin Durant. Um, I'm sure you saw by now he went off on the reporters, Ethan Strauss uh, specifically. He had talked to the media for nine days previous to that. I wasn't aware of that maybe because I was at the Super Bowl, and so I really wasn't keeping up with a lot of the stuff that was happening on social media Because I follow a lot of those uh, guys that cover the Warriors. So I probably would have known, but, you know. I was, you know, hanging out with Bruno Mars and Cardi B. Light flex right there. Light flex. (laughs) So here's the truth of the matter. Here's what they're not telling you. Because that's what you listen to the show for. Kevin Durant has never figured out how to manipulate... Uh, the media, it's a it's an art, it's a talent. Okay, first off, uh, athletes need the media. Teams need the media. Leagues need the media. I would say the majority of athletes take the media, even though I do kind of find it funny that that's more often their post career job to go to. I guess you know they can't be. Uh, dentists so you know all of a sudden they try to be like us but I digress but in general athletes don't like the media but it's a necessary evil just the way things work if there was no media to disperse information um, then you know I mean media is consistent of TV you know radio internet print I mean, that's you need, you need media. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it's politics, doesn't matter if it's movies, music, sports. You, you need the media. So when he says, you know, why well, it's funny, you know, who are you? Why do I have to talk to you? In general, you don't have to. You know, I mean, you don't have to talk to us. Nobody's forcing you. I mean, I think in some instances, you know, especially. In the NFL, and other things, you know, you kind of, it's kind of part of the contract. But in general, there are ways to get around the media if you don't really want to talk to them. The problem with Kevin Durant is, like I said, he's never really figured out a good way to handle the media. See, sometimes, because, and I'm not saying any names, But the media people can be pretty soft. So sometimes you can just bully them. Like Russell Westbrook. You can just, you know, just bully them. And in that way, you know, they almost become gun-shy and ask you questions. Same thing with Greg Popovich, if you want to look at it from a coach perspective. Now, another way to manipulate is what I like to call saying a lot of words that don't mean anything. You, you look at someone like Tom Brady. Says stuff, doesn't really mean anything. It's his social media accounts gives you better insight into what he's really thinking than when he's talking to the media. You don't have to talk. That's the thing. You, 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 you can talk without talking. And I'm not trying to you know, double talk you. I know that's a lot of talk. But you can talk without talking. And I know as a man you should be able to know how to do it because you do it to your girl all the time. When she's just talking about something, you're talking but you're not really saying anything. I think the problem with Kevin Durant is it's the same problem. And I'm not trying to call him a woman at time. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying... Sometimes when you're talking to your girl and you're trying to explain something to her and even though she knows she's not right, she just doesn't accept it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. It's just he, he just won't accept it as it is. So it's frustrating to him. I think it's frust- I think it's frustrating to pretty much anybody when you're trying you, you don't understand why what you feel is not being put across well with someone else. so let me give you an example of what I mean. I'll give you two examples, one a personal one and then one for Kevin Durant and I tell Kevin Durant. One first, so and then I tell mine it, how I figured out in, in this way that you really can't get upset about these things. Kevin Durant went to the Warriors for very logical reasons. The logical reasons were he didn't want to end up being Charles Barkley or Carl Malone and, and John Stockton. Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Oh, I mean, Gary Payton actually won a title. Sean Kemp. I forgot about Gary Payton. was on the Heat. Dominique Wilkins. Patrick Ewing. You know, he didn't want to be the guy that they make fun of on the set for not having any rings. That was the first reason. And, you know, what's the... what's You know, just... It's just logical. Logical is I'm trying to get something. Let me go to a team that can help me get it, the best one. That's logic. That's just logical. The second reason is he played with Russell Westbrook for so long that he wanted to be on a team that was unselfish and free-flowing. And you, you don't get any more unselfish than the Warriors. Makes perfect sense. Third reason is, you know, he is big in investing and things like that. And he wanted to go to, you know, Silicon Valley. No problem. Makes sense. That's a, of, that's a lot of money up there to be had. He wanted to be a little more cultured. No shot to Oklahoma City, but, you know, it's Oklahoma City makes perfect sense in his mind if he goes to the finals and he's dominant people will see him as the best player in the game he goes to the nba finals shoots a dagger over lebron wins the finals mvp did everything that logically said he wanted to do in the exact you know, order, he's been, you know, he's doing good things in the community and all of this stuff. Logically, in his brain, he's thinking people should, you know, respect that. And what happens? The exact opposite. They hate him more. <laughs> so he says, okay, let me I with another ring, another final MVP. Then maybe they will, you know, understand why I did it. Hate him even more. And at that point, the frustration is going in. Now he's just blaming everybody. He's, he's, he's arguing with 16-year-old fans, the burner accounts, the media, because his brain can't logically understand why he's not given the love that he feels he's deserved because, logically speaking, the moves that he made, if you just projected them in real life, like not basketball would be the exact same moves that almost all of us would make whatever our job is right now if we had an opportunity to you know get paid more and go to a job that made our lives easier and but we would end up being more successful and be at the pinnacle of our profession I mean, we all would do it. You get more money. You get the job. Work less, but with higher success. Who wouldn't? Who says, you know, something I want to stay where I have to work harder at and maybe not be as successful? Nobody says that in real life. But for athletes, it's a different type of thing. So I get why he's mad. But I would tell him this story if I was talking to him today. So the story goes uh, a little bit like this. I was at the NFL Draft. So I was at the NFL Draft. And while I was at the NFL Draft, we did a story. I don't exactly remember what the story was about. But it was somewhat, I guess, salacious. I think it was about, if I'm not mistaken, it was about Kyrie Irving shooting his shot at someone on Instagram while he was hurt. It was something something like that. I think it was the back when Kyrie was on the calves, and, you know, he got hurt and he missed, like, a part of the year, if not the ending of the year. And I was at the NFL draft, and somebody else on the staff did a story several years ago. And people were upset. or well, some people were upset by the story. And i never forget, this guy came at me, and he was like, this is why you guys will never be credentialed or never be at any type of real sporting event. You'll never be doing anything. You guys will never, ever, ever do anything. And I took a picture of me at the NFL draft. And sent it to him. He said, I'm at the NFL Draft right now. Doing sports and whatnot. And you know what he, he, t- he tweeted me back? He said, and i never forget this. He said, well, you only do that type of stuff when it's convenient for you. When it's convenient for me. And at that point, in that day and time, I I, I realized something. That didn't matter what I did. For people that feel a certain way, they're always gonna feel that certain way. So the people that rock with you are gonna be the people that rock with you. The people that don't rock with you, regardless of what evidence you may provide to dispel whatever they're trying to say, it won't matter. Because they're not rational. And I would tell that to Kevin Durant, is that no matter how you try to explain it, no matter how many times you say it, no matter how many things you do on the court, No matter what the media says, who's going to rock with you is going to rock with you. Who's not going to rock with you, it doesn't doesn't matter what you're going to say. LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time. Still has people that will say all type of crazy things about him. Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. James Harden getting in now. Getting, have... 90, 30-point games in a row, but people are always going to find something. But the Stephs and the LeBrons and James Harden and the Russell Westbrooks, they just don't care. Or if they do care, they don't show it in a social media form or in a press conference form. They just keep playing. Kevin Durant says, all I want to do is play ball. Well, do it. It's not hard. Just play ball. Answer the questions about ball. If there's a question that you don't want to answer, say no comment. I'm not going to speak on that. I already answered your question. And move on to the next one. Because they have to ask the next question. They ask Tom Brady, you know, you going to the White House, I'm not talking about that. Next question. It's not hard. He's making it more difficult than it needs to be. And what that tells me is maybe that he has some internal things in his heart that maybe he's not fully, he's fully resolved. Maybe there's some regret. I don't know. But it's not that hard. I mean, the media is not there to be your friend. We're not PR people. So you're not going to like everything that we write about or what we say. I always said, I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy. If you do something good, I'm gonna write about it. I mean, he's helping those kids uh, go to college in D.C. That's a beautiful thing. If you whine about something, or if free agency is coming up and people are connecting you to a team, well, write about that too. It's okay. You can't change it, so don't try. And that would be my advice to Kevin Durant. And let's do one last thing before I get out of here. One last truth. And I've already talked about this before, but someone asked me about it again. And I'll be brief, because it's no need to to beat a dead horse because it's it's really it's really simple. You know, Jason Whitlock had a couple of segments last week that caused some stir said that black people were jealous and hated on the patriots because their white players come from two family two family homes you know just an asinine statement he was on fox fox news of course when he said that Um, Or Speak for Yourself, you came out to say that LeBron is toxic because he's an only child who comes from a single mother home. Once again, terrible stereotype as well. There's serial killers that come from two-parent homes, and there's very nice, well-adjusted, only children that comes from one parent homes it's you just you just can't make those assessments it's very much a MAGA style offerings in the media which is sad to see from a black person but as I've explained to you many times if you're black and you're willing to talk about your people in a negative way on a consistent basis and I don't just mean you know Like, if they get in trouble, talk about them. Because, you know, if they get arrested and such and such, that's for a game. I'm just talking about speaking on people that are doing the right things for our people. Be it Colin Kaepernick, be it LeBron James, etc., If you're a black person willing to talk about stuff like that in a negative way, you will always have a job in media. And if you want to know why, it's because white people want to say these things, but the smart white people know that they can't say these things on air for fear of being called racist because they're racist type of thing but if a black man says it then what you can do is you can get that black man to come on and parrot some of your racist feelings and then say see i can't be racist this black person just said the exact same thing and that's One of those issues where as a black person or a black person in media, you have to decide what's more important to you, money or morals. And I think there's a way to get your money without sacrificing your morality and throwing your people under the bus. Obviously, Whitlock a long time ago decided that's the route that he wanted to take. That's why he's a you know a pariah in a large segment of media. But he's making over a million dollars, so maybe he doesn't care. He could buy the friends or the escorts that he wants. It's not fair, but it's life and it's been going on in media, not just sports media. And not just media in general, but it goes on in corporations and businesses. It can be going on at your office. It's always one as willing to shuck and jive. And the thing about it is, which is the ironic part, is even though they do all that shucking and jiving, and maybe they get all the promotions and they're making the money, and every once in a while they're invited out to the boss's house, In the end, still nigga.